You're listening to Flint Co. Forward, our ecosystem of innovation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. I'm excited to help host Flint Co.'s podcast and explore the ins and outs of the construction industry today with a company that lives and breathes a mission of authenticity, quality, and respect. On today's episode, we're talking about a piece of construction gear that is a quintessential image for the industry, and that would be the hard hat. Around the world, though, the hard hat has proved to be a bit of an unfinished piece of gear with plenty of room for innovation. How can it be improved, and how might that change the aesthetic of the hard hat that many in the industry have grown to love? Giving his perspective is Adam Troutman, project manager for Flint Co. Adam, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good, Daniel. How about yourself? I am great. Thank you for asking, and it's great to have you here on the podcast diving into this topic. Um, you know, we we often talk about changes in technology, changes in culture, um, changes or just like deep dives into um, specific thought leaders within the construction industry, but we haven't ever dissected something like this that feels pretty set in stone, right? I mean, the hard hat is just part of the industry, um, but, you know, approaching it from an angle that there's still room to innovate. So I'm really excited to get your perspective on this, and I'd like to start by looking at that cultural aspect of the hard hat. So how ingrained would you say is the traditional hard hat in the industry and within the culture of construction professionals? Uh, I would say it is very ingrained, and that's something we've seen a lot of as we've been working on rolling out these new cast hard hats. Uh, you know, the, the hard hat itself essentially has not changed in the last 50 some odd years. Right. Uh, materials have changed. Uh, they are becoming stronger and lighter. But from a mechanical perspective, they aren't really any different than they were when they first started becoming more mainstream back in the 40s and 50s. Uh, the, the hard hat is still supported the same way. It still handles impacts the same way. Uh, and we've come a long way in that last 50 years for a lot of, you know, additional advances that could help make that hard hat a better component. A lot of what we've seen as we've tried rolling out these cast hard hats is really shown us how ingrained that traditional hard hat is to the crews that have been wearing them day in and day out. A lot of guys for upwards of 25, 30 years. And that's been where a lot of the resistance comes from. It's like, yeah, that's that's all nice and new and everything, but this hard hat has kept me safe and kept me going home to my family day in and day out since I was in my 20s. Right. So that's been a lot of the, the battle that we've been fighting there. And uh, it really does show uh, how attached people are to their traditional hard hats. Yeah. Do you think there's an aspect of the aesthetic of the hard hat that people within the industry have grown to love? I mean, not not to attach it necessarily to fashion per se, but I mean, I think there's something something aesthetically pleasing if you're in that industry and you're proud of that industry that, the, you know, the feel and the design of the hard hat is something people are proud to wear. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's somewhat romanticized in the, the view of the hard hat, you know, uh, we have a lot of guys that, that wear a full-brim hard hat, which has the brim that goes all the way around. And we also have a lot of guys that wear the ball cap style. And uh, for them, that's, that has become part of their image as a craftsman is they've, they've honed their skill over the years. So it, they see it as being a major piece of them, even from just an aesthetic standpoint. Right. 
And I'm sure everyone within the industry obviously sees the value of wearing a hard hat. And you mentioned that, you know, some of the objections to changing the design might be, okay, well, I wear this every day and it has served me pretty well up until now. Why do we need to change this? Uh, How often do you think construction professionals are put in a situation where the hard hat came in handy? You know, the hard hat kept their head safe, it, it tangibly protected them against something that might have fallen or they fell or something. You know, do, do they see a lot of use out of it every single day? You know, the, the goal is no, they do not. The, the approach with safety equipment and personal protective equipment in construction is what you're physically wearing on your body is literally the very last line of defense. Right. So a lot of our job as construction professionals and safety professionals is to plan, design, schedule that type of risk out of any activity as much as we can. But there's always the possibility that when things are going on that something might go a little askew and you could potentially you know, have to rely on that safety equipment to save your life. I would say over the span of somebody's time of construction, they would probably experience a some kind of hard hat impact, I would guess, upwards of a couple dozen times. Uh, not necessarily anything major. Sometimes it's just, you know, light debris coming off of something from elevation. It just kind of hits and brushes off. And that reality must be part of what makes it kind of difficult to switch up the hard hat because there's a confirmation bias there that, you know, professionals feel like, okay, well, this has served me well. I, you know, I haven't been put in a situation where my hard hat didn't work for me, but it's also because maybe other aspects of safety within the industry have improved to the point where, you know, the hard hat isn't really having to do much. It's, it's right. It's and like you said, a last for, line of defense for the hard hat. It, it is last line, but it's also one of the most critical pieces because I mean, it is, it's protecting your head. You could have what would be a if you were to have your arm or shoulder, let's say, get hit by something, you know, you could potentially be looking at a broken arm and be in a cast for, for, you know, eight, 12 weeks. But if you were to have that same kind of impact to your head, you could very well be looking at something much more life altering and it really changes everything. So while, yeah, it's the hard hat's done its job. Fortunately for a lot of guys, they have never really had to truly rely on that hard hat to protect them. So they kind of see it as, this is fine, it works, I'm still moving, so it must be okay. And part of what we've tried to address and to help all of the guys and girls out in the field that are, you know, working day in and day out in these hard hats is to, to make it more real life relatable. Hey, this is what this new hard hat does compared to your traditional hard hat that you've been wearing for so long. So obviously here in the States, we haven't seen as much change around the hard hat. Like you said, it's basically been unchanged for the last 40 to 50 years. However, abroad, not in the United States, uh, there have been some changes as early as um, the early 2000s. We saw some pretty tangible changes in hard hats. So how has the hard hat changed abroad or what were those initial changes and what issues did they see needing to be fixed with the hard hat? Um, and how did that spur the change? Well, you know, a, a lot of it is just the, the hard hat is designed, the traditional hard hat is designed to protect you in a handful of ways from a handful of different situations. 
And a key part of that is the hard hat can only do its job if it is securely on your head where it needs to be. So you would start seeing job sites that were implementing chin straps on a traditional hard hat, which, yes, does a better job of holding that hard hat in place where it's supposed to be, but it's also, it's, it's uncomfortable. It, it definitely looks, feels, and functions like an afterthought. So the next step from there was, hey, what if we essentially designed this hard hat taking what we've learned from different industries and kind of make a whole new package deal that's, you know, made for being worn with the chin strap. It's designed with extra support and, and padding around the inside of it to provide added protection and absorb more of those impact forces that somebody might go through. And above everything else, it, you know, might sit better on the head or more sit around the head so that it stays put whenever it's really needed. And that's where the biggest change, and that's what is the most, you know, prevalent with these new, like, cask helmet-style hard hats is, is that's what they rely on. Cask, uh, for those that don't know, has a long history of building uh, protective head equipment for uh, equestrians, climbers, uh, rescue services, things like that, where they are working in a situation where they need full mobility. They don't need to worry about something falling off their head. They need to stay put, but they also need to be comfortable. So that's kind of what Cast relied on for designing this new hard hat. And have we seen those new designs work, uh, at least abroad, since they haven't really been implemented universally here in the States? Yeah, they are, you know, like you mentioned earlier, they are much more prevalent in Europe. Uh, as far as why exactly that is, I, I could not tell you other than, you know, different areas, different countries do have different approaches and standards, uh, when it comes to safety and with the hard hat, I feel a lot of it has been, uh, good enough. So in that regard, there's been less push to, to make advances in this area because what we have is good enough. It does work well whenever it's relied on and, and the application it was designed for. Uh, and you know, there's nobody wants to admit it, but there's also a, a cost impact to it as well as the cast car hats are currently, you know, they're, they're a good bit more expensive than a traditional hard hat where you could get them for anywhere from 15 to $30. Uh, a high end traditional hard hat will run you somewhere around, you know, 90 to a hundred. Whereas the cask is going to start off somewhere around 110 to 120, uh, but there are so many more things that can be added on with the cask as well. In what scenarios would the traditional hard hat not really cut it? And it doesn't even have to be, you know, the most dangerous or extreme circumstances. Just in a in a more day-to-day operational setting, where does the traditional hard hat not meet the mark and really create more of that need for a flexible and a secure hard hat? No, it's really in the most basic day-to-day things that people do, you know, day in and day out and take for granted. It's literally simple as just walking from your brake trailer or your brake location to, to where you're actually performing your work. If you were to, let's say, trip and fall on your way there, as you're falling over, there's a good chance that the traditional hard hat you're wearing is going to fall off before you hit the ground. 
or it's going to adjust before you hit the ground and it's going to end up doing more harm than good. Whereas with like a uh, cask style hard hat, it's designed to sit firmly in place. It has the chin strap there to help hold it where it needs to be. So you could be going from, yeah, just an embarrassing, yeah, tripping over my own two feet uh, with a cask hard hat could very well be a trip to the emergency room with a concussion in a traditional style hard hat. And another area that we've really seen uh, some added benefit along those same lines is is from falls from minor elevations. We're not talking somebody falling from, you know, 15 feet up. Uh, in that case, they should have fall restraint PPE and everything in place uh, to keep them from making impact with the ground. But a guy working on a ladder where he's only, his feet are maybe four foot uh, above ground level, if he were to fall backwards, same type situation. That hard hat could very well come off before before he hits the ground and he needs to rely on it to keep his head safe. So let's get some more tangible examples of this new generation of hard hats and how it has impacted a company. And we'll focus on Flintco. This is obviously Flintco's podcast. So I know you've felt the transition firsthand at Flintco by implementing these cask hard hats that you brought up. What results did you see for daily operations on site when they were implemented? And what were some of the reactions from crews on the change? You know, the, the most consistent reaction across the board, regardless of who you talk to or who sees it, they ask you if you're going skydiving, splunking, <laughs> or rock climbing later today, or if you rode it, or if you wore it on your ride in on a bicycle. Those are the those are the four go tos <laughs> as far as the, the knee jerk reaction. But so they they saw it as what too much right off the bat. Yeah, you know they kind of overkill. Yeah, they are a little funny looking. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it. But that's also because you know they've been people have been used to seeing a traditional hard hat for so long. Uh, but that has been, you know, the, the start of a lot of the discussion. And then, you know, the, the next question is somebody that, you know, has tried out the hard hat and is wearing the hard hat and sees the value of it is, hey, okay, this does look funny looking. I'll give you that. But what looks funny about it to you? And would you like to have a conversation about it, about why this hard hat might be, be better for making sure you make it home at the end of the, uh, end of the day than the one that you're wearing? And that's been where a lot of that conversation has had to go uh, to really drive that home. Because a lot of guys don't realize that there's a lot of thought that goes into a hard hat. And there's a lot of engineering that goes into it to make sure that they are kept safe. So what did it take to actually address the issues that arose in Flint Co.'s pilot program? Because the crews weren't on board at first. Um, You know, not that they were revolting or anything really serious, but just... Just a general consensus of, hey, we like what we have. It works. Why do we need to wear this thing that looks a little too heavy duty for what we're actually doing? How did you try to change the culture around this new generation of hard hats? Well, you know, on the, the culture side of it, Flint, we have, at Flint Co., we have a couple of different things going on with that aspect. You know, you have a, a, a steady ingrained construction culture that's been around for a while uh, where Safety was something that you did because somebody told you that you had to. You pushed safety items because you were directed by your boss to do that. And honestly, you didn't want to get your butt chewed for something going bad. Uh, Flintco in the last few years has spent a lot of time, money, and resources, manpower on, on taking more of a behavior-based approach to safety 
we have a program now called IIF or Incident and Injury Free, where we bring in not just our supervisors and you know the guys in the trailer, but also the guys out there, the boots on the ground that are, are putting the work in place to say, hey, this this safety stuff isn't just for statistics. It's not so you get home to your husband or your wife and your family at the end of the day, but it's because we as a company genuinely are concerned about your well-being and we want you to leave at the end of the day as well, if not better, than how you were when you came in. So as part of that, this pilot program with the Cast Card Hats for us has been rather than sending out a memo, hey, you shall wear these hard hats, it's been more of a soft rollout, giving guys the opportunity to try them out, wear them for a couple days, see if they like them, and get used to the idea uh, kind of on their own rather than it being mandated. So as we've done that, it has been a lot of, you know, really simple conversations like, hey, you think this looks weird? Let me tell you some more about it and, and try it for a couple days. And that's uh, what I actually just had happen a few weeks ago with a field engineer that we have on the, the project that I'm currently working on where the field engineer was like, man, that just looks like something Speed Racer would wear or somebody getting shot out of a cannon. And it's like, well, look, if you will do me this one thing and try this hard hat for a week, try it for a week. If you don't like it, I won't bring it up again. And, uh, that's kind of been a, the similar approach that I think a lot of our job sites have taken with their crews as they're trying to roll this out. It's like, hey, just give it a shot. And what we have found is the guys that, that give it a shot, try it out. Uh, the first day or two, they're still on the fence about it. Oh, the strap's a little itchy. Oh, it doesn't have a brim on it, which is a very valid complaint. Uh, I'd say I have that complaint too. They don't do the best job of shading the sun. But after a couple of days, they're like, you know what? This is nice. I can lean over. I can move around. I don't have to worry about it coming off. It's got this visor attachment on, so I don't have to carry safety glasses around anymore. All I got to do is flip down my visor. And it's so far, it's literally been converting uh, one crew person at a time. And then it just kind of trickles out from there, which you know reinforces more of a grassroots approach to it, which is what Flintco is looking for as part of the behavior-based IIF. Gorilla marketing for the hard hat. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I I love that that's how you're approaching it because I think when it's something like this that's ingrained into the culture and people are happy with what they have and and you know it's an industry where everyone sort of feels an independence about the work they do. Um, you know, having the man come in and say you got to change your hard hat that you've grown to you know almost find a passion for for the last however many years. Now you got to switch it out for something that you know, looks like it's more work than it's worth. So it's definitely important to appeal to the individual here. And, you know, I think there's a lot to learn from that regardless of industry. Um, that, you know, sometimes the best approach is to really get people to just almost relate to you as a supervisor or you as a manager or something, you know, and and help help understand, look, this is really here to help you. And if you just give it a shot, we can kind of walk through some of the kinks of it. But, you know, I, I promise you're going to walk out the other end enjoying it more. And then having that authentic conversation is, uh, it's definitely a lot of work and slower than just an, an immediate rollout, but probably more effective in the long run. Is that how you feel about it? Absolutely. You know, eventually we will get to the point, we being Flint Co. and, you know, other companies that are trying out this, this type hard hat, 
eventually the day will come where it's going to be okay from from this state moving forward everyone will be wearing one of these cast card hats sure and you know the the goal is to have that at that point having fewer guys and girls and and craft that aren't being forced into the hard hat they've they've tried it out they've seen the light they've come around and and they're good with it until we get there it's literally a couple people at a time uh for for making converts of everyone. Sure. So do you think that this next generation of hard hats, both functionally and aesthetically, will become an industry standard? And why or why not? And if why not, then what do you think it'll take to get there? I think so. And I, yeah, I would say as individual companies that do tend to be larger and see the the big picture value of, you know, advancing safety culture and advancing safety equipment uh, are starting to see this hard hat as a as a great way to improve the safety and well-being of their employees. Uh, Flintco is not the only large contractor in the United States to be making this move. We had a, uh, a joint project uh, with Gilbane and Gilbane for example, is another company that has started to implement these cast style hard hats. And what we have found over the last couple months, because the hard hat is a conversation starter, is we're starting to have more trade partners that come out to work on our jobs. And they're like, hey, you know what? So-and-so is also starting to use these hard hats. Or, or these guys are starting to roll it out. Not everybody's wearing them, but but they are being seen more and more on, on job sites, uh, at least from from what I've seen and heard across the southeastern United States, and I'm sure much more widespread than that. Yeah, and I mean, I think it'll be a lot easier to convince people within the industry of the functionality of the hard hat and get them on board with that. But I think it'll be a longer time before we see the same sort of aesthetic love for this new hard hat as we do the old hard hat, because I think it's taken 40 to 50 years of of it being culturally the same and people identifying that as a piece of gear that is iconic with the industry, you know, it's going to take maybe that same amount of time for any new piece of gear to hold the same weight. Oh, I I agree 100%. And as long as we can start or continue convincing people a couple at a time, uh, maybe with, you know, the, the facts and the science behind the hard hats, the rest of that love and appreciation will, will follow in behind it. Something, an approach we've taken to helping get that out is, you know, safety week is coming up. Uh, Flint Co. just surpassed 6 million man hours without a, without a lost time recordable incident, which is, which is a huge accomplishment in the construction industry. Uh, and as part of that, and as part of rolling out these cast card hats, we've, we've started working on a series of little videos that, that show what the these new hard hats do, how they function, and day-to-day applications where they could help keep the, the crew safe. And that's another step that we're taking to help really drive home to everybody. Yeah, this is, this is what makes this hard hat better. Start wearing this hard hat and you'll increase your chances of going home at the end of the day. You'll be wearing something that's really pretty new technology. Uh, it's a conversation starter. And eventually, guys will will start to see that as you know that's part of their their day to day uniform as a 
as a construction worker for Flintco. I love that. Baby steps. One at a time. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Flintco's podcast. Uh, I really enjoy these more culturally focused topics and, um, you know, seeing how a piece of gear means more than just its functionality and seeing how it really impacts the industry as a whole is always an interesting talking point. So thank you for coming and giving your perspective on this. It's been a pleasure getting to chat today. Oh, thank you. You too, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes or upcoming content, you can head to flintco.com or you can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.